Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Weatherman Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? How's the weather out there? Feeling great. Good. Good. How's your finger? It's cold ass outside. It's cold. It's getting cold. Yeah. I like it. Way different. Yesterday was like close to 70, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden 30. What was it, like 36 today? Yeah. Rapid climate change. Yeah. We've been, I, I, I forgot. It keeps getting faster and faster, like, you know? Lacey's been talking about this day all week because we love having our fireplace going at home. And she's been like, for the past like three or four days, talking about how Friday night we get to have the fireplace going, probably the last fire of the year. We're going to be able to have fire and like we pull the couch up to the fireplace, like in, danger close. Like in the fireplace? I mean, there's burnt spots all over the couch. <laughs> For sure, like right next to it. Yeah. And then we'll watch stories. You know, we watch our stories. What story? Like Instagram stories? No, like, uh, you know, we'll watch Dateline or whatever. Oh. We're watching a couple Apple shows. Truth Be Told is back on right now. It's a good one. And then um, there's a new one called, is it called Shrinking? Maybe it's got Harrison Ford and Dude from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, Jason something, I think. It's a pretty good show, actually. There's a new show on Netflix you should watch. It's a documentary on golf. It's called, uh, oh, dang it, Full Swing. Full Swing. Full Swing. It's about golf. I, You know, I'll, I'll make sure. You ever sure heard of golf? I've it's, heard of it's golf. A sport. Are you trying to push us into Dumb Bleat number one? I Maybe okay. it correlates. You called me earlier today to give more excuses like normal when you call me. It's the only reason you call me these days, actually, is to give excuses uh, for why we can't do a show. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. And you told me about this Tiger Woods thing. Now, wh- tell me what happened here, Chuck. Well, Tiger Woods hasn't played a PGA Tour event in, oh, God, it's been almost a year. And uh, he tees it up for the first time. The dude's pushing 50 now. I think he's 47, 48, something like that. I don't know. And um, he's playing with his good buddy, JT and Rory McIlroy. They're all good buddies. And uh, he outdrove... Justin Thomas. This is dumb bleep number one, by the way. We're in the dumb bleep, so it's going to be responses to this. Yeah. A drive in golf is when you hit your driver club off the tee box Mm -hmm, into mm -hmm. the into the middle of the grass. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's a whole link of grass together, different links of grass and lengths. So what happened? Anyway, he outdrove him. Okay. Which means he hit the ball further. Yes. And JT's about twenty years younger than Tiger. And so as they're walking down the fairway, Tiger hands Justin Thomas a gift. Uh, what, what was it? And the gift turns out to be a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe, if you watch the video, I think Justin looked at it and dropped, like he laughed and like dropped it. He dropped it? I think, mm. yeah. See, I figured if they're playing the whole tournament together, they exchange the tampon back and forth. <laughs> and so whoever, <laughs> you know, ends up with the tampon. Yeah. As the bitch, you know, that's just how it goes. And what's even funnier is I'm pretty sure that came out of like the restroom dispensers. That's not like you probably bought it at the club club house. Yeah. (laughs) Cause it's not like a typical out of the box tampon. He went to pee. And in 2023, there were probably tampons in the men's bathroom and like a, and like a 25 cent thing. Yeah. Menstruating persons. Mm -hmm. It's just a bathroom, by the way, there's no men or women's bathroom. It's just a bathroom. It's progress. Yeah. Or he was in the women's bathroom. I don't know which one. 
I mean, he likes to play. And okay, so there's we don't been, know if JT menstruates or not. We don't know. See, the people that are upset about this, they they've made assumptions that are dangerous. But there's a couple things here. Uh, this person that it's the outrage that you would expect. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing when you're giving someone like, oh, I outdrove you. Here's your tampon. <laughs> now listen, that's pretty funny. Okay. Not, yeah. Um, we're not going to go through this Listen, article. Listen, Christine, not only is it funny. <laughs> it is. It's fucking hilarious. This one says, <laughs> really, Tiger, you're a 47-year-old girl dad, but thought a tampon stunt would be funny? Yes. Yes, it is funny. He was correct about that. It, it is. actually is funny. It's really funny. Um, this person, this is the Irish Women's Rugby Supporters Club. All right. Mm. Uh, this is one of the ones that was coming up under the trending topic of Tiger. So here's, uh, in Dumbleat number one, these responses. Uh, they say, this joke is only funny to someone who thinks women are somehow inferior inferior to men. If we didn't already know Tiger didn't give a shit about women, we do now. Okay? Okay. For those of you that don't play golf, okay, there are a certain number of tees, certain number of tee boxes that you hit from based on how far you can hit the ball okay mm-hmm. and in golf traditionally now they recently changed it well because they but, found that that's just an entirely made up thing exactly right? entirely exactly. made up there is a tee box that used to be called the women's tees mm. that's usually somewhere between 50 to 200 yards in front of the men's tees give or take 50 to like 200 yards, depending on the hole. <laughs> I'm not big, joking. That's a big difference. <laughs> There's a big difference there. So it was like a par five. It's like 200 they, yards. They now call them forward tees because, you know, we don't want to discriminate mm-hmm. against anyone. Mm-hmm. But for a thousand years that golf has been played, <laughs> they were called women's tees. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, if you're going to hit the shortest drive, perhaps you might be a menstruating person. Yeah. And maybe he is. We don't know. Now, did anybody ask JT if he just so you know, Charlie's not just mansplaining right now. He is mansplaining and he's white mansplaining. Okay, that that's all fine. You see, when I mansplain, I like to bring the data. <laughs> and so I got the data on exactly where Charlie just went. You see, this person said that this is only funny to someone who thinks women are somehow inferior to men. No, I don't think women are just inferior to men. They have different strengths. But they are sometimes at some things. If you measure specific yeah. things. And men, I'm sure, are inferior to women at some things. You know? I can't... Birth a child. I can't I can't give birth. Yeah. You ought to see it when I try to mop the floor. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm telling you, Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. I can't make a sandwich. That's, that's a good one. My wife makes the best grilled cheeses. And I mean that, okay? She's vegetarian. She's very skilled at the grilled cheese. Now, that's probably not just a womanly thing. That's probably a vegetarian thing, too, okay? Okay, anyway, let's get through some of this stuff. These are the men's, the top 10. Women are way better at beauty stuff. Way better. Yeah. Way better at that stuff. Mm, showers and things like that. Like taking showers? Taking, well, yeah. Baby Probably sh- better at taking sh- Better at shaving their legs than most men are. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're better caregivers all around. 
I'm not joking. Listen. They're it, nurturers. In all seriousness. Nate, when you're sick, do you want your mom or your dad? N- neither, currently. Answer. When you're sick, do you want your mom or your, I mean, or you your wife? I, I would want my wife. Exactly. Yes. See? Because you crave the nurture in soul when you're not feeling well. They said better at being worse drivers. <laughs> okay. They're better at Let's gossip. Run. The top 10 men's PGA. This is the average drive distance. Number one is 322 yards. I didn't know Mito Pereira hit it that far. And number 10 is 313 yards. All right. This is the... These are the top 10. So it ranges from 322 down to 313 for the top men's. That's average, by the way. Some of those guys, sometimes oh, yeah. they hit at 350, yeah, hit it 360. Less. Yeah. It's an average. Mm-hmm. Not the median. Nothing like that. Women's number one, 271 yards. And number 10 is 251 yards. Okay. So, when Tiger outdrove JT, and gave him a tampon. <laughs> now, I understand that the main controversy here is in assuming that just because he drove like a woman meant that he needed a tampon because we got to remember that some women have penises. <laughs> okay? I get it. Yeah. I get the thing. Also, how could anyone on the other side of not thinking this is a joke, which is usually the extreme left. Yeah. How could they have any outrage about this? Because they don't know anything. I know. About, like, JT might be a woman. He could be. We don't know. Maybe Tiger knows something that we, that everyone else doesn't. He's a way better friend. He has Justin Thomas's cell phone number. By the way, the number one average driving distance woman would be the 209th in the men's column, two would be ranked 209th. There are 208 men before the they, PGA Tour. On the PGA Tour and the LPGA, there are 208 men that are better than the best woman. Why don't you pull in the long drive stats? I'm just looking at the average stuff. I don't know. Long, there's long drive competitions. Well, it's I about, was busy. It's, it's the same, by the okay. way. So the men's long drive is... About 50 to 100 yards further than the women's I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right, so yeah. that was number... Oh, I can't get this off of here. Or I got to get this off of here. That can't go on YouTube. So what you're uh, trying to say is... Thanks, Big Gus, for this. Nate, what you're trying to say is women are... Women can't drive? That's not what I'm saying. Women are bad drivers. I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that either. Don Lemon says it depends. You know? <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. What I'm saying is it was a funny joke and everyone just needs to calm down. It is. All and right. In fact, I'm going to steal it. Yeah. It was pretty good. So I can't wait for my next golf tournament. I'm going to literally put a tampon in my bag. Real quick, number two, this is Don Lemon reacting to Nikki Haley announcing she's going to run for president for on the Republican ticket. So uh, he's got some thoughts on that. We're going to blow through number two real quick. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk? Not acor- Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? 
Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got it. I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need to need qualify. To are you talking about prime for like child bearing or are you talking about the prime for being say president? What the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime. And they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google. You know, oh, God. Insert foot into mouth. He really stepped in it right there. (laughs) He issued a really terrible apology today. Um, So that was obviously a dumb road to go down. And and the problem is he kept digging. He kept digging in afterwards. Like Mm. that's just uh, he had. I bet his heart was just pounding through his old chest right Mm -hmm. there, man. Um, He's like, oh, I can't take accountability on the air. How do I get out of this? So he says Nikki Haley's not in their prime. She's fifty-one years old. She's not in their prime because Google says that women are in their prime in their 20s and 30s. Now, that is their prime for childbearing. <laughs> okay. Prime, I mean, can, prime can mean all kinds of things. Mm. Have you Google when is a woman in her prime? <laughs> I don't think there's like a certain age yeah. unless you're talking about whether or not she can have kids. That's I mean, it. This sounds like something, you know. Bill O'Reilly would say. <laughs> what's what's so annoying to me about this was that we're at a point politically where he just, he had to say something. Like he had to say, oh, she's not in her prime. That's 20s and 30s. And like he just had to dig into that. Like because she's an other and she's on the other side. And he just, but that's what you get. He, uh, like you said, foot in mouth. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine though. Uh, he's he's going to come out of this just fine. He issued his... Stupid apology. Well, that's dumb bleep number two for you right there. What about number about number three? All right. Dumb um, bleep number three. These are the $439,000 <laughs> missiles the U.S. is using to shoot down mystery UFOs, balloons. Now, why are we starting with this? Because we got some information on these UFOs, this UFO, these dogfighting, uh, spectacular displays of military the marksmanship from the F-22s. They're in combat. It's like the the meter of, I don't know how to say this and make it clean for the podcast and for children, but the meter of, of the ease that F-22 pilots would have going out to a bar and you know what, skyrocketed last weekend when they prevented that alien invasion. Okay? Mm-hmm. And now, with the new information we have, it's just... It might be worse than ever because they found out it's actually some hobbyist balloons or they just stick them up in the air and that's what they were shooting down. Um, <laughs> so, also at $439,000, is that missile pay taxes? Ex- so, I mean, that's over 400000 You got four because they missed one of them. They had to get another missile out there. And then I don't know if they did two other things. We could say at least three of these missiles. I mean, dude, you're talking... Expenses, fuel, all this stuff. It's like five, ten million bucks probably went into this whole thing. At least. Because they lowered their filter on what they were going to go shoot down Mm -hmm. and keep us safe. All right. There's an article associated with this. You can do this. Um, Um, It's just going to be on here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hobby Club's Club's missing balloon feared shot down by United States Air Force. 
A small globe-trotting balloon declared missing in action by an Illinois-based hobbyist club on February 15th has emerged as a candidate to explain one of the three mystery objects, balloons, <laughs> shot down by four heat-seeking missiles <laughs> launched by United States Air Force fighters since February 10th. I can't even... Like I said, so the, the chart, if you're thinking about it, like the F-22 pilots, they are finally like, like popping her collar. They finally get the mustaches and the aviator glasses, you know, and they're like, I feel the need for speed. <laughs> and they're like all pumped and walking into a bar. And then this, this comes out and now they're going back to getting made fun of. You yeah. Know? Poor guys, you know, <laughs> and gals, you know, that fly these F-22s. Yeah. I'm sure it was men that did right. it. Women would never. The club, the NIBBB, by the way, is not pointing fingers yet. What is the NIBBB? Well, I'm surprised you haven't heard of this. This is the... <laughs> Northern, I sent in my application uh, yeah. last year, so waiting. This is the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. The Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. They're not pointing fingers yet. Mm. But the circumstantial evidence is at least intriguing. The club's silver-coated party-style Pico balloon reported its last position on February 10th at 38,910 feet off the west coast of Alaska and a popular forecasting tool. The high-split model provided by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the NOAA, projected the uh, cylindrically cylindrically shaped object. So this be, was that scary UFO, like a cylinder? Yeah. Mm. Would be floating high over the central part of the Yukon Territory on February 11th. That is the same day a Lockheed Martin F-22, badass mother trucker, <laughs> shot down... He missed the first time with the second missile, an unidentified object of a similar description and an altitude in the same general area. There are suspicions among other prominent members of the small Pico ballooning enthusiast community. There's a Pico ballooning enthusiasts mm. community. There's a market for there everything. There is everything. Good gall darn. Everything out there, man. Y'all um, could... Y'all could... There's a market... Literally, there's a market for everything. Just in case y'all were wondering what if you were surprised by feet picks, oh man, this is a whole thing is, right here. This is a a this pico is, balloon enthusiast, and this community. ain't some dramatic reenactment. This is one of these terrorists putting these things up in the air uh, right now. It's really difficult to launch. So it's <laughs> this is what we're paying for, folks. This guy's balloon that gets shot down. What do you think, Yeda? We got enough clearance this way. Look at that. <coughs> I mean, this ain't no kite. This thing's staying up there. Looks like a little jellyfish floating that's, up there. Successful launch. Like a floating meth pipe. Did they contact NASA? That's pretty crazy. Uh, anyway, so that thing. That's the Pico balloon? That is a cylindrically, a, a cylinder-shaped... Pico balloon. Um, and that's what we're paying for, folks, is for the, the F-22s to shoot giant condoms out of the sky. Yeah. God, you guys have to join the Fed Haters Club. It is every Friday I laugh, I think, harder than I do most days because you guys are great. Every single one of you. And those of you that aren't in the club are not great. All right. So you got to join. Join gmail.com. 
The Fed Haters Club, joingmail.com. Mm-hmm. By the way, they get an extra episode, an extra dumb bleep episode that's going to be coming out uh, as soon as I have time to yeah. uh, make the file small enough to release in the Discord. And while we have the folks' attention, did you announce? No, I didn't. Yesterday? I didn't do an episode. Well, we have launched the GodHatesFeds.com website. Mm-hmm. Brand new website. Go check it out. It's an actual God website. GodHatesFeds.com. Like it doesn't just bounce either Etsy or anything. Inside. All kinds of new merch and lots of cool stuff there. Go check it out. Support the show. Join gmail.com and GodHatesFeds.com. I'm throwing it in the middle. And there'll be right in the middle. There'll here. be some more designs coming soon. I'm working on working on some stuff. Nate's All right, work- but if you don't have your God Hates Fed shirt yet. Nate's working his fingers off of his bones. Better go get that thing. There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on with fingers these days. They're getting mm-hmm. they're getting rough. Hey, you remember that Seymour Hirsch guy? <clears throat> that that dude? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the one who had the big story on how we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. And he had an insider, famous writer. And he, uh, I mean, covered Watergate, the Malai massacre in Vietnam. Well, luckily, I took a screenshot of his Wikipedia last week before we talked about this. And it says, it starts off like this. Seymour, Cy Hirsch, is an American investigative journalist and political writer. Now he has said that he has evidence or a source that is telling him that the United States blew up Nord Stream. His Wikipedia now says, Seymour Cy Hirsch is an American investigative journalist, political writer, and conspiracy theorist. Oh, God. How about that? I looked at my thing and was like, did I? Surely I took a screenshot of his Wikipedia. Surely I did. And thank God you did. And then the, whoever I was talking to was like, don't call me Shirley. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, I did. Now it says conspiracy theorist. All this time. All this time, the dude's, how old is he? 85. 85. All this time, his Wikipedia. He covers Watergate, the Malai. He even talks about... Uh, Assad and chemical weapons. Accused Obama administration of lying. <laughs> about Osama bin Laden and the death of Osama bin Laden. He talks about Syrian war. All He talks about... The U.S. The, uh, military's dis- mistreatment of detainees. All this stuff. And now he says that he's got a source telling him that the U.S. blew up Nord Stream and after uh, he's 85 years old, now it's got conspiracy theorists in the first sentence of his Wikipedia page. I wonder what that reference link says. Oh, I didn't look at it. Yeah. Okay. So Because political writer was reference number six, and now conspiracy theorist is six and seven. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. So I wonder what it references. Uh, so that's number four. Real quick. And um, ba- Bailey says, is it bad that I feel like that's a badge of authenticity? <laughs> <laughs> that makes me... I'm most known for my conspiracy theories. They called it, you know, he released this on Substack and the White House responded and said that there was no credibility to the the blog post about, about you know, they just called mm-hmm. Substack a, a blog. So if you use a website uh, to host your journalism, I mean, I mean, where do you draw the line? Like Wix is a website where you post, like we can post stuff. Does that make it a blog? I don't know. No. Basically, you got to be working for like NBC or CBS or New York Times. You got to have the government sign Post. off yeah. on your that kind of thing. On your writing. You got to yeah. have a badge to get into uh, the White House press mm. briefing room that doesn't say Fox News on it. I think we should award this guy the 
conspiracy medal of honor. All right, number five, we're going to pick up the pace here, even though this one's got like 10 things associated with number five. You remember that time that that train derailed and then they, they did the control burn and mm, then yeah, it was yeah. like a bunch of stuff went up in the air. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. In Ohio. You, yeah. you would say that, you're right-wing <laughs> conspiracy theorist. Now, this is just going to be some dumb things associated with uh, what people have said about that over the last week. Uh, what did, we don't have to go through the, uh, the, the tweet response there, but Biden, before saying anything about what was going on in Ohio, and this is after the big plume, going up, all that stuff, before saying anything, he says this. Because our climate in, uh, investments, because of our climate investments, our kids will breathe cleaner air, drink safer water, and get to school powered by clean energy. That's the future we'll bu- we're building. At EPA, Michael Reagan, let's finish the job. Before That's going to be the slogan for 2024. <coughs> finish the job. God. Yep. Finish the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete Buttigieg. Well, I'm going to play the video. I'm sure a lot of people have heard it. This is after the things happened. Everyone's waiting. They haven't said anything about it yet. Nothing. This is like Monday or Tuesday, and all this stuff has already gone down. They haven't even addressed the fact that it happened, and Pete Buttigieg is out there talking about how they're going to make sure that they don't have as many uh, white people running construction job sites in in the neighborhood. And transportation projects. That the people working on the projects have to look like the people in the projects. (laughs) (laughs) That just came out. I just... It was too easy. I just yeah. had to keep going, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, anyway, that's another part. Uh, Mayor Pete also said, we're constrained by law. Now, this is the you know one of the first times that he mentions this thing. He says we're constrained by law in some areas of rail regulation, like the breaking rule withdrawn by the Trump administration in 2018. Uh, but we are using the powers we do have. It's like, well, you know, if we have more powers, I would do... I would have done this, but uh, I don't have enough power. Unfortunately, there's nothing I can do. My hands are tied, My folks. hands are tied and not in the kind of way I like, <laughs> you know? I don't, I don't know anything. I'm just saying that. Okay, so we'll address that. Charlie Ed Krasenstein. <clears throat> Who's this guy? Um, so I think there's, if I'm, if I'm right, are these guys, there's Ed, and then there's another one that they're like twin brothers, and they say stupid stuff for a living on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So he saw them on Timcast not long ago. He tweets, if you are blaming the East Palestine, Ohio train catastrophe on Pete Buttigieg or Biden, you are dead wrong. It may actually be Trump's fault. Let me explain. Trump literally rescinded Obama's requirement that trains carrying hazardous flammable materials must have ECP brakes. The National Transportation Safety Board, who investigated this accident, just said that the, the Ohio train was not fitted with ECP brakes. Ohio Republican Governor DeWine said Biden and Buttigieg offered him whatever he needs, but he turned them down. If this regulation wasn't rescinded by Trump, this train would have been required to have ECP brakes, which would have likely prevented this accident. Why are Democrats always cleaning up Republican messes? Now, if you were here for our show on Tuesday. The show that we did this week. The train (laughs) would not have had ECB breaks. We can't say it wouldn't have. It would not have been required to have them. Which means it wouldn't have had them. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's only been a couple people that have been talking about this. Everyone else has been either saying it in a way where they're not exactly saying it's Trump's fault, but they're basically alluding to it. Literally, uh, that um, 
Well, yeah, deflect breaking, and blame. That breaking points of Crystal and Sagar, they're both very much on the left, but they're like rational lefties. Well, the thing, and one of the biggest problems I have with the left and the right is like, there's no accountability whatsoever. No. Everything that happens is just like deflect and blame. It's always someone else's fault. Deflect and blame. No accountability at all so, for anything. I need all of our keyboard warriors out there to find on our Twitter page where I've been posting these screenshots to people. Okay. You can find that. This train, literally, if the if Trump had done nothing with the regulation whatsoever in 2018, this train would still not have been required to have these brakes because the vinyl chloride and all that stuff still did not fit within the uh, specifications for the high hazard whatever train HHFT yeah. is what it what is flam yeah flammable um, train it still didn't fit in there. Uh, here's a report from Lever News, which is what a lot of people have been using. Very good reporting here. They talk about how rail companies blocked safety rules before the Ohio derailment. Now, that is a great title. What they mean is they blocked the safety rules in 2015 when Obama was the president. Not the, not the Trump thing that people are talking about. Well, because you read that and they're like, <clears throat> oh, they blocked it last week. No, <laughs> or when Trump was president in 2018. Right. No, they lobbied the the NTSB and whoever else it is wanted stronger safety requirements that would have covered. I think it's level two or whatever the level is for for stuff like this vinyl chloride. It would have covered it. And yes, the people who own the, all the train companies lobbied to lower the safety requirements, so not as many trains would be required to have it. That was in 2015 that that happened. So they put the rule in place, <clears throat> but even that rule did not cover this train. So yes, Trump got rid of a rule, but that rule did not require this train to have those brakes. So everyone is repeating this. All right. They say, uh, they talk about all these requirements. They want uh, federal officials told the lever that the train was not classified as high hazard flammable train under the more limited definition outlined by the 2015 Obama rule. They say more limited because that's the rule that they finally got to. They wanted a more expansive rule. Uh, quote, the train did not qualify as an HHFT under the regulations, said an NTSB spokesperson. An FRA, I don't know what that is, spokesperson seconded that. Quote, the definition of an HHFT is too narrow if it does not include a train like the one that derailed last Friday in East Palestine, Ohio, uh, the FRA official told the lever. Uh, the decision effectively exempted many trains hauling dangerous materials, including the one in Ohio, from the high hazard classification and its more stringent safety requirements. This is the 2015 decision to go with the more relaxed rules. I just, I hate just Because the train companies <clears throat> put some money in the pockets of the people making the rules. Yeah. Back in 2015. We're not going to go into this article, but uh, Charlie, you've already alluded to this because you're you're one of these crazy people out there. <laughs> but the, remember how we talked about how you can't question what the EPA is saying on this. No, it's you can't safe. Question what the Perfectly officials are saying. Safe. Yeah, turns out we They're are right. The experts. Turns out, Nate. Turns out there's lines being drawn mm. right now. All right. So the New York Times tweets out. They have a yellow badge. It's mm. nice of them. After a train carrying toxic material derailed in Ohio this month, right-wing commentators have been particularly critical of the response. Meaning that left-wing commentators have also been very critical mm -hmm. of the response, but right-wing, 
They're particularly, particularly yeah. critical. Using the crisis to sow distrust about government agencies and suggest that the damage could be irreparable. So the title is Chernobyl 2.0. Ohio train derailment spurs wild speculation. Now they are so, They're right about that. There has been some wild speculation. Some of it could turn out to be correct, and some of it could turn out to be incorrect. Like Russia did this, and <laughs> I think that one's probably a little far-fetched. Or you could say like, well... But I the mean, government telling you something safe when it's not? Yeah, I don't think that that's very far-fetched. That's not the craziest we've, thing we've I've We've been heard. living through that for a long time now. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's great. That's all number five uh, stuff people said about the Ohio train derailment. All right. Speaking of these conspiracy theories, Charlie, here you go. Here's an article for you. Number six. Go ahead. Okay. Immunity acquired from a COVID infection. This is from NBC News, one of our finer conspiracy channels out there. YouTube officials and algorithms and GPTs alike. Um, I'm reading an article from NBC News that is citing a study from The Lancet. I'm not making any assertions. You can't put this on YouTube still. I'm reporting the news as it is read from NBC. As therefore it is thou written. Yes, it has been written. Immunity acquired from a COVID infection is as protective as vaccination against severe illness and death study finds. Hmm. I just got chills, flushed, and my heart started beating faster while I was reading that because I want to flip the king table over and punch these people in the face. This is actually okay. NBC's Bible verse. This is from um, Revelations, <laughs> NBC Revelations, yes, chapter twelve, mm -hmm. verse eight, section sixteen. <sighs> okay, um, immunity acquired from a COVID infection provides strong as I've ever seen, <laughs> lasting protection against the most severe outcomes of the illness, according to research published of the illness. Okay, they do say COVID. I was like, wait, are they trying to get around some censorship here? No, it does say COVID infection. They don't know. By the illness, according to research published Thursday in The Lancet, protection, experts say, that's on par with what's provided through two doses of an mRNA vaccine. That's funny because later they say it's better. Infection, acquired immunity, cut the risk of hospitalization and death. Now, again, not natural immunity. No, 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 no. Infection, acquired immunity. You know, I think they've been right this whole time, though, because they know COVID's not natural. It's <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the whole problem yeah. here. So man-made infection, acquired <laughs> immunity. Infection, acquired immunity, cut the risk of hospitalization and death from a COVID reinfection by 88% for at least 10 months. The study found... That sounds like it's better than than something else. I know. I don't know what that would be I'm better than. I'm going to have to cut this out. But, I already made the joke about it not being natural and everything. So <laughs> we can't afford another strike. Yeah. All right. We're up to monetization levels now, but we can't monetize until our strike rolls off, which is at the end of April. So for those listening on the <clears> podcast, <throat> you're going to have to go to joingml.com to get Well, actually this. on the podcast, it's fine. If you're watching on YouTube. Oh, so YouTube. Your... YouTube masters. Well, well, you're not watching this on YouTube, actually. Well, so thought, who are we talking to right now? I thought now, maybe then? you would put this little audio piece in the YouTube piece. Well, I can't so people... put it in the YouTube. No, I, I mean, that. strip out all the COVID stuff. But <laughs> You mean just censor every word? 
like every word that mentions. What if you, what if you just have a long-standing beep throughout yeah, this and you still thing. play the video? Do you think YouTube can read our like lips? I don't know. I'm not sure. Try it out. The findings may be a small silver lining to the explosive Omicron outbreak of last winter. With so many people infected, many most likely still benefit from that protection against severe disease. Murray, who's one of the doctors, said. Uh, let me skip ahead to where we are uh, right now. The study was the largest. Oh, wow. Still, experts stress that vaccination is the preferable route to immunity, given the risks of COVID, particularly in unvaccinated people. I will... I, I agree with that, okay? You should not get COVID to get immunity from COVID. Yep. That's real dumb, just like you shouldn't get the vaccine so you don't have to get the vaccine. And those two would make the it's same It's not like back in our sense. day where, it, you know, you would go get chicken pox. Ain't no chicken pox party, man. Mm -hmm. All right, the study was the largest meta-analysis to date to look at immunity following infection. It, it included 65 studies from 19 countries and compared the risk of developing COVID again in people who had recovered from infections to people who hadn't been infected through September. While protection from severe disease remained high, uh, people could be reinfected, particularly with an Omicron subvariant consistent with the evidence. Uh, having COVID before the Omicron variant emerged didn't do much to stop reinfection uh, with the mutated version. Protection from, so Omicron was super infectious, is what they were saying uh, right now. They say does infection, no, that's, no, we're not ready for that yet. Does infection acquired immunity outperform vaccines? NBC News says, and the study says, the immunity, the immunity generated from an infection was found to be at least as high, if not higher, than that provided by two doses of an mRNA vaccine, the authors wrote. So, at the very least, it's just as much. And it could be even more. Doesn't this stuff get, like, kind of frustrating? Like, I know it's good to be right Again. <laughs> but like, doesn't yeah. it get kind of frustrating, you know? Well, the fact that they silence you to not, yeah. not being able to have this opinion until, you know, the benevolent angels at B bless us with this information. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking infuriating. It is. It is. And the fact that we've been demonetized on almost all the platforms, we've been shadow banned, we've been all kinds of things. It's really... Honestly, I think stunted the growth of this show among other shows for that matter. We need censorship and preparations. Probably. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. we would be probably as big as the Daily Wire right now if it weren't for all of the censorship. And yeah. so if you look at how so we good, need all the taxpayers yeah. to give us a, a hundred million. Everyone else who's associated with YouTube and Facebook and TikTok, any of the money that they make, we need to take some of it. And they have billions. Yeah. So a hundred million would be nothing. To so them. they got all that censorship wealth that's been stored up right now. And it's actually, some of it should go to us because we would be uh, millionaires at least by now too. Yeah. Clearly. Potentially okay. more. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about y'all, but I'm my best self when I'm doing things I truly care about, like this show, day trading, spending time with my family. But when I get overwhelmed, I have a tough time doing those things, even when I know I need to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to that best version of you, because when you feel confident and empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life is throwing at you. I'm one of the many people who have benefited from therapy, by the way. It helped me filter through all the noise, get down to the root cause of my problems so I could actually solve them and move on. 
So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash GML. Okay, we got to roll we got a roll here. Aaron Reed says, we told you this would happen. They're going after Obergefell, gay marriage, and gay parents in Oklahoma. You didn't think this would stop at trans people, did you? There's a little picture of a baby foot, committed some kind of baby foot crime. It's a slippery shoot. Getting foot printed. An Oklahoma judge just transferred, here's the headline. Uh, we're going to need like a flow chart to go over this one, okay? I'm going to warn you. An Oklahoma judge just transferred a lesbian mom's parental rights to her son's sperm donor. What? I know what you're thinking. This is overturning. What? This is a, this is <clears throat> overturning a Burgefell. Just for sure. transferred a lesbian mom's parental rights to her son's sperm donor. No, read that again. I still didn't get it. Well, I might give you a little bit more explanation, than, but we're not going to... Okay, by the way, this place, uh, 19th News. I'm probably 19th Amendment. I'm betting. Your trusted source for contextualizing the news. That's what they are. So they can't get fact checks for, for context. Chris Williams is a lesbian. That's Chris with a K. Williams is a lesbian. And that means she won't be seeing her son... Anytime soon. Because well, she's a lesbian? Be, apparently. <laughs> that is the official ruling. He said, lesbian. I'm oh, sorry, the judge was a woman. On Monday, Oklahoma County District <laughs> Judge Lynn McGuire ruled that Williams had failed to adopt her son and had forfeited her parenting rights to his sperm donor, the son, they, which... I don't know how inconsiderate these people can be, but I don't know if their son is officially declared being a male. Uh, his, yeah. Yeah, that seems wrong. Okay, don't worry. We're going to clear this all up. So Williams, the lesbian, losing the rights to her son. Advocates say Williams' case... From an Oklahoma case, female yeah, judge. Yeah. Advocates say Williams' case may test the bounds of equal marriage laws in Oklahoma and beyond. According to Williams, that's the lesbian, she and her ex-partner, Rebecca Wilson, now Williams is the, is the lesbian mom who's losing the rights to her son. The her, other mom. Her ex-partner, Wilson, planned to have their son and found a sperm donor whose last name is Vaughn on a paternity website together. The two married, Wilson and Williams, girls, both of them, married together while Wilson was pregnant. Okay. Wilson's not the mom in this story. She's the partner. No, Wilson is actually the birth mother. And the partner to the mom, Williams. Is Williams. Yes. Who has no biological relationship to the kid. Okay. I'm not saying that that's the only thing that matters or anything. Sperm donor is, uh, 
the biological father apparently didn't sign one of those things saying that you wouldn't have any uh, rights to the kid. In most states, married couples are presumed parents of children born within those unions. I got questions about that. Williams said she and Wilson raised the child for two years, but the couple split bitterly in 2021 and Wilson moved in with Vaughn bitterly. Remember that. Uh, so Wilson, the birth mother, moved in with Vaughn, the birth father. The sperm donor. And took the child with her. She argued that Williams is not the child's mom. I. <sighs> it sounds like <clears throat> Williams is not the child's mom. I, I don't even think Maury has to tell us. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's her, you know? <laughs> do we only have to do a test? Do we? <laughs> Now, they should still go on Maury, though. Well, they should. That would be a great episode. William says, I don't feel like we should have to adopt our own children. Now, Williams is the person who married a woman who was pregnant and then divorced the woman who had the baby and left to go be with the biological father. Mm -hmm. uh, she says, I don't feel we should have to adopt our own children. Uh, if I was a man... I love how she started it by saying, I don't feel like. Yeah. I can't dispute that now, can I? It is correct that you don't feel like this. Yeah. If I was a man, nobody would come back and, you know, question whether that child was mine or not. Um, You mean like if you were the the man, like with the, with the stuff that went in the thing. The other stuff. Created the stuff, you know, and the, and the, and the thing came out. With the stuff. Is that <laughs> this, is, this is so dumb. Oh, I thought way, she was the lesbian mom, though. Way, yeah, way down in the article, in, very end of it. Very end of it. The birth mother has alleged that Williams was abusive towards her and that she's removing Williams from her son's life for her son's safety. Uh, during the divorce proceedings, Wilson was granted an emergency victim protective order that barred Williams, uh, the victim uh, lesbian mother in this case, barred Williams from contact with her and the child. That order was extended. Williams denies the abuse and says it's irrelevant to the question of parental rights. <laughs> Let's they're, move on. They're coming for it all. This is still number That's seven. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> the biggest thing for, is that, that means they're coming for gay marriage itself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, but that's what that explanation They're was. overturning it all. Yes. <laughs> and as, this is coming from a news source that is known for, for their unbiased contextualizing yes. reporting. They contextualize things like no other. Oh. Transferred lesbian moms from the rights to her son's sperm. Okay. Um, we're going to go, we're going to stay with the family here for a second for number seven real quick though. That was like real quick. the hardest, dumbest thing <laughs> we've ever had to go through. Real quick. Cause it's four fifty four, and uh, Lacey broke her finger before this episode started and oh, I yeah, got to go yeah. look at it and say, look at this, be a man and be like, here's what I think we should do about this. Mm. And everything's going to be fine after that. I mean, she's not going to be driving any golf balls here anytime soon. I can tell you that. <laughs> Not very far. No. <laughs> Worse than it would have been. <laughs> you got, Dan says you got to go make decisions. 
I do feel like men are, it's not that the decisions are like more right or anything, but <laughs> better at just saying like, okay, we're picking this. This yeah. is what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, and just going with it and men, being confident about typically, it. Typically, there are yeah. some men that don't, but typically men are, are more likely to just choose something and not get caught in the yeah. overwhelm. <clears throat> but who am I? I don't know. No, you don't know. I'm just a podcast guy. Yeah. You know, and um, I'm white. From South Dakota representative Charlie. All right. She says, Rep. Aaron Healy. She says, extremist group. <laughs> That's how you start. That's her full name. <laughs> extremist group, Family Heritage Alliance, said this morning <laughs> that the safest place for kids are in families that have a married mom and a dad. What a dangerous and un-American belief. <laughs> she turned that, off replies on the, on the post. This is, yeah. Family Heritage Alliance. Extremist group. Most known for their bombings in Syria. Yes, extremism. Yeah, extremism. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that's not what Family Heritage Alliance says. That's what all the studies say about kids. <laughs> that is Now, they could also be talking about well, a, a family that has, uh, for instance, those two lesbian mothers or two gay fathers. I was trying to come up with a word for, like, there's lesbian. That seems like a very specific term, but then, like, gay could also be lesbian, too. Is there, like, a name that we could say on air for men that are gay? Is that Q? Is that the Q word? No, no, that's queer. That could mean all sorts of different things. Oh. Yeah, Basically anything. I need to educate myself. Yeah. It's clear we can't. Can we just call them plus? <clears throat> just the plus. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, so they could be saying that it's also better uh, for the kids to not have two same-sex parents as well. But honestly, I, I think kids would be good growing up in the miracle of modern science. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, here's some numbers, though, Charlie. Married biological parents would be the first group here. Um, number, uh, children per 1,000 for physical abuse, you got 2.5 per 1,000. Now, if you just went to, uh, unmarried parents, 13.5 per 1,000. Single parent with a partner, 26.2 per 1,000. Sexual abuse, 0.7, uh, for the married biological parents, uh, for single parent with a partner, 12.1. Emotional abuse, 1.8. For the married biological parents and 15 for a single parent with a partner. So when the extremist group, American Family Heritage Alliance Corp, uh, says that the safest place for kids are in families that have married mom and dad, I don't think they're totes off on the science on no. that whole thing. All the data points to the nuclear family being the safest place for kids. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the truth. Uh, Greta. And I can say that. And not be offended, even though I have a son with mm-hmm. a woman that I'm not married to, and he lives in two different houses. Mm-hmm. Not growing up yeah. with married biological yeah. parents. You know what the number one predictor of child abuse is? Having a step-parent. Having a step-parent. <laughs> well, I was, I was joking. That's is that... real. That's okay. true. <laughs> okay, it that's is. a joke. And that's basically the graph you <laughs> my, just I looked over. out. Mine was, mine was great. That's, I mean, that's... she was there since I was three years old. But... That's the graph you just went over. Yeah. It's okay. the number one predictor. Um, all right, so Greta, you know the one I'm talking about, Thunberg, 
uh, or Thunberg or whatever. She's got a book coming out. It's called The Little Climate Book. <laughs> it's called The Climate Book. Literally Greta's called The Climate Book. This is the book that's coming out. I think it's the, like not the climate book. This is the it's, climate now, book. Did she check with Ohio State to see if she could put <laughs> the right there? All right. That's dumb enough on its own, but she says this is the biggest story in the world and it must be spoken. I'm, I'm hearing it in her voice right now. I'm not going to do it. It must be spoken as far and wide as our voices can carry and much further still, which is impossible to speak it further than their voices can carry. Thank you for your support. I will not earn money from this book as my copyright belongs to the Greta Thunberg Foundation. So all the royalties go to my charity. <laughs> and Charlie, when is she doing charitable work? All the time. All the time mm -hmm. she's doing charitable work. Always. Yep. That's the oldest trick in the she see, she's young. She thinks she's coming out with like something cool. Like, oh, I'm not making any money off this book. No, okay. God, we should start the Good Morning Liberty Foundation. Your foundation. And I don't know why we haven't yet. I know. I think the Church of Liberty would be pretty good. Listen, Greta, oh, yeah, I so get it. Get, you know, better tax stuff. It's fine. You're not going to pull one over on us, okay? Everything that you do is going to be related to your charity. That's what people do. You got to go. All you got to do is go by hand the, out a also, little Also, by the way, no, it's not, by the way, it's not a charity. This is very important distinction. It's a foundation. Yeah. Those are two very yeah. different things, this by is the an way. an activist organization. Also, but also the way that they're operated and the requirements from the IRS are different for a foundation than a charity. Mm -hmm. Okay. A foundation, and this is why all rich people well, have she's them. She's in Sweden, so I don't know exactly what. Well, but foundations, typically, they are only required to utilize 5%. Mm -hmm. That's it. 5%. Of their expenses have to be charity related. Now, that 5% can include administrative fees. You know, what you pay the CEO and which is probably Greta, I bet. She's probably the CEO of her own foundation. So what you pay the CEO, all your like mailers and all that can all count towards that 5% requirement. And then whatever's, you know, whatever's left over mm -hmm. after all your costs, you have yeah. to donate up to 5% to, to charity. And then you could get to keep 95%. <clears throat> well, that's great. Um, this is included in all number eight. This is the climate grift or whatever. Biden says together we can build a future where half the new cars sold in America are electric. We're currently at 10%. Okay. He wants to do it in the next seven years. Half the cars are going to be electric. Now, I don't know. It's electric. <laughs> there you go. Now, the problem is the average price of an electric vehicle is $64,000. Mm. Okay. Now, there are cheaper ones, but I thought we were supposed to compare averages here. Mm. There are, in fact, cheaper ones, but sixty-four k and that's with only 10% of the cars being sold being electric. When it goes up to 50, the price can actually drive up a little further uh, than that. That's all part of number eight, the climate grip. Greta, Biden, you know the thing. The climate. Did you see this commercial during the Super Bowl? Uh, yes. Okay. We'll okay. watch it real quick because it's up, it's positive and uplifting, uh, this commercial. And then we'll read a ridiculous response. No, no, go back. This is one of those he gets us commercials. I'm sure everyone saw it. It looks like things that we've seen 
over the last few years? Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind, thinking I can see through people this, fighting, see what's protests. Got no way to prove um, it, so maybe look at that. we got lockdown protests. Got a Liberty lockdown poster right there. That's a lockdown protest. The the nurse like blocking people right there. Um, they recreated these, by the way, so they wouldn't have to pay royalties to the people who took the original pictures. Um, saw that. Uh, student protests. Take a look in the mirror. What do you see? People fighting on planes. None of those people have masks on. Although, what's going on? Do you see it clearer? Or are you deceived? In what you believe? No justice, no peace. Oh, we got a Jan 6 reference right here. A guy wearing his helmet. His whatever, his horn, helmet, Viking thing. Valhalla. It says, Jesus loved the people we hate. He gets us. All of us. Jeez. <laughs> us. Jeez, us. I, I think it's, I thought it was a pretty good commercial. I haven't liked all of them. You know who didn't like it, though? Was AOC. Um, she didn't like it. She says, something tells me Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. <laughs> he just cannot suggest that people should get along and love one another. Even if, even if they're fascists, you can't even tell those fascists that Jesus loves all of us and that we should all get mm -hmm. along. You should kill those mother. <laughs> That's the only answer. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Jesus wouldn't spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads. He doesn't have millions of dollars. He, he was have. a carpenter. He was a communist. <laughs> he would have forced everyone through gunpoint to give money for this advertisement. Well, it's like they included everyone in all those pictures. I mean, yeah. even the extremist left. By everyone. The way. Well, they're, yeah, but they're morally correct. Mm. You know, okay. Number 10, stuff about guns. I had a shooting earlier in the week. I had so oh, yeah. Michigan, much. Was that Michigan State University? Yeah. I did see that. I have so much data that we're never going to go over <laughs> from this week. This slide presentation, by the way, right now is up to 90 slides. It's our show slide presentation um, because of all the charts that I pulled. Um, anyway, Swalwell. All right. Eric Swalwell tweets out, it's very simple. You're either here for the kids or the killers. Time and again, Republicans have chosen their side. That's it. There's no argument. No argument. You either want to ban guns and you're for the kids, or you support all the murderers. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. You're either with us or against us. It's all a religion to these folks. No. It's all religion. With AOC, it's a religion. She wants to make sure that you stay... Um, you stay loyal to wokeism, mm -hmm. and then with this guy, it's the same thing. Um, well, you're, you're either with us or against us. We'll stay with the uh, shooting with gun stuff. Uh, kind of the same thing said by um, representative, I think, from uh, from Michigan. And I am filled with rage that we have to have another press conference to talk about our children being killed in their schools. 
And I would say that you either care about protecting kids or you don't. You either care about having an open and honest conversation about what is going on in our society or you don't. But please don't tell me you care about the safety of children if you're not willing to have a conversation about keeping them safe in a place that should be a sanctuary. Okay. So more of that. I think kids should be safe. No, no, you don't. I would prefer if kids were safe. You do not, Charlie, because you don't want to pass a bunch of laws that would have done nothing to prevent this shooting. Mm -hmm. That was Congresswoman Alyssa, by the way. And how about um, more gun stuff? Keith Olbermann. Man, he's always good for some dumb stuff, man. We are owned by guns, and therefore there is only one way to stop the mass shootings. It is to suffocate the businesses that make billions of dollars in profits off guns, to destroy the gun lobby, the death lobby, and the Republican Party that defends those lobbies and those businesses. And the only way to do that is an economic civil war. The blue states have all the money. They must starve the red states into submission, or another 600,000 Americans will be murdered in the next 10 to 12 years. We must kill people, <laughs> starve st- people to stop other people from dying. This is uh, 600,000 people. All of it is like in the next 10 to 12 years. Are we going to keep raising our, you know, they're always like over the next 10 years, we'll yeah. do this. Eventually it's going to be like 20, 50. To stop 6 million people dying over the next hundred years. <laughs> exactly. They <laughs> just keep going. Okay. He says we need an economic civil war to destroy not only just the gun. He starts off with gun lobby, but then he also says, and the Republican Party that supports them. The death lobby. The death lobby, the Republican Party, and that the blue states have all the money and they need to starve out the red states. He's basically saying that we need to uh, split up. And he just wants an, He's literally calling for an economic civil but war. He's, here's his suggestion. Here's what he suggested, okay? We should not tax all those people and then redistribute that money throughout the states. That's, that's basically what he's saying. I have to agree with him on that. I think the federal government should stop taxing all the people in the states and just let the states deal with stuff on their own. Amen. I, and a woman. I don't even know why that's in Dumbly. <laughs> Honestly. Okay, that's it. Um, Charlie, you want to get one through ten? I will. On the uh, through them. On a list in there, and I'm going to roll through because it's after five. PM man. Uh, number one, if you think Tiger Woods Woods's tampon joke was funny, then you must think that women are somehow inferior to men and that you also don't give a shit about women. That's what it says, Mom. Okay. You're just reading the words I'm on the reading paper. words on the page. Okay. Um, also we went through some <laughs> Funny sad. Number two, Don Lemon saying uh, women aren't in their in their prime once they're out of their twenties and that their prime twenties and thirties. I'm sure he didn't support Hillary Clinton, you know, uh, when she was out of her prime. Number three, God, four hundred thirty nine thousand dollar missile, four of them to shoot down probably a bunch of hobby club balloons. One point seven million dollars in just missiles. By the way, I was listening to Tulsi Gabbard on Jordan Peterson. She was just on a show. She was talking about how Halliburton and KRM or whatever were the food people overseas. 
mm-hmm. and they literally charge the U.S. government forty dollars per person per meal. There's four meals a day, and she said that's even if the soldier comes into the mess hall, grabs like a bottle of milk and a package of cereal. Mm. That's forty dollars. Mm. Crap, <laughs> that's a lot. We're in the wrong business, man. I know. We should be running buffets could, in Kuwait. We could do half price. <laughs> I mean, there's expenses associated. You know, it makes it more expensive than a normal meal. But I mean, they're they're getting. Oh, uh, number four, Cy Hirsch, conspiracy theorist. As of last week, not all in a the matter other, of a couple days. Not all the other sixty years, seventy years, sixty years that the guy's been a journalist. As of last week. Uh, someone thought we need to put conspiracy theorists on there. Mm. Number five, all of the dumb things that were said about the Ohio train derailment, especially talking about the rule that Trump rescinded. Ain't trying to defend Trump, just saying uh, it's not true. And uh, we got Mayor Pete and Biden. Biden touting how we're going to have clean air and clean water because of his policies Mm. before he even addressed the whole train derailment thing. Um, Anyway, oh, and... Uh, people sowing distrust about government agencies, those cons- conspiracy theorists out there from the, the radical New York Times. right, <clears throat> the radical right people. Number six, speaking of conspiracy theories, turns out NBC News is touting this study from Lancet saying that immunity acquired from infection from COVID is as good or better than the vaccine, says NBC News, NBC according News. to a Lancet study. They said that, and that, YouTube, because I'll forget to cut this out, is why it's on Dumb Bleep of the Week, because they said that, and we all know that can't be true. (laughs) We know it. Okay. Number seven, Oklahoma judge transferring lesbian mom's parental rights to her son's sperm donor. They word that like it sounds like the mom, like the birth mother, and because she's lesbian... The rights are just going to this random sperm don- donor that they don't even know. Like, that's how it's worded. Mm-hmm. Turns out not be the case. Also, we got the extremist group, Family Heritage Alliance, <laughs> saying that it's safer for kids to be in a family with a married mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Randomly. Yeah. Saying that. Greta, not going to make any money off the book. It's all going to this foundation. I now understand why Trump qualified all these people he were talking to, like fake news, CNN. Yeah. Because the left does it all the time. Yeah, Extremist they group. They do. The American Heritage Foundation or whatever it was. And, and so now I like, I understand. It's like, it's kind of funny. You know? <laughs> we got to come up with it. Just all those qualifying statements. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we have one for everyone. Uh, so the Greta Foundation, she's not going to make money off the book. It's all going to her foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Biden says all the car, uh, half we the cars. We could just say the worldwide terrorist Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Whatever you want to say, you know, you just, it's fine. doesn't matter. Uh, number nine, uh, AOC says that Jesus would not want people to love each other like fascists. You wouldn't mm-hmm. want to do that, according to Jesus. You go to the book of Jesus, it's like love everybody except for right-wing supremacist fascists. Mm-hmm. It says it. It's in there. And uh, number 10, Swalwell, uh, Olbermann, and... This chick from the state, Alyssa Slotkin. Slotkin. Alyssa Slotkin, Congresswoman Alyssa Slotkin. 
Um, all of them saying if you if you don't want to pass legislation that would do nothing to curb gun violence, then you don't care about children dying. Mm-hmm. Get your votes in. All right, y'all get your votes in. It looks very spread out so far, although we have a we have a leader right now, number seven. Number seven. So, while you're voting, I want to tell everyone else about GodHatesFeds.com, brand new merch shop that Nate and some other folks have been working on. I did not work on the merch shop. Um, Dwayne. Dwayne. Yeah, he did that. And uh, so that's very exciting. We got that launched. Go check it out. GodHatesFeds.com. Order something special for your wife, for your girlfriend, for your lesbian mom, <laughs> for... <laughs> Your husband, your boyfriend, whoever. Or your husband's husband. Get someone a nice gift Mm -hmm. and let them know that God hates feds, not fascists. Jesus is for everyone except for the feds. Except for feds. That's the the one you know. If they ever make one of those things and it would have had like FBI agents in there. We would have been like. And I'm tweeting the same thing AOC did. Exactly. God hates feds. No way Jesus would be okay with that. GodHatesFeds.com. Learn about the market, if you want to, the financial markets, by going to Nate'sCrashCourse.com. Nate'sCrashCourse.com. And then it's been join, a choppy mess. Join the Fed Haters Club. That's the Fed Haters Club at joingml.com. Go to joingml.com. Go sign up. Be part of the voting process. You can only vote if you pay us money every month. Mm-hmm. That's it. Or you can sign up to be mm-hmm. a real libertarian. Mm-hmm. So if you're a real libertarian, go do those things. And it looks like number seven is going to take the cake. Seven, seven. That's the Oklahoma judge. Mm-hmm. How about that? That was a dumb story. So dumb. I need to make sure I bookmark this website, though, because they got some good stuff. For dumb? So, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. some good content right there. The, the mental gymnastics. Honestly, the person's a really good writer. Like, to weave that story together in a way that sends you in that certain direction before revealing, like, little things like there's a biological mom and dad. And also they divorced because... Well, she had to put those things in there. She's an honest reporter. They, they divorced uh, because of abuse and uh, didn't think it was safe for the child. And the judge agreed so much so that they've, you know, continued the order, protection orders. That's anyway. right. Anyway. Anyway. All right. You know the thing. Do all those things that I mentioned. And if you do, we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you have a good weekend and a good morning. Liberty. Liberty.